LA, what's up? KCD is over here, your host of the Shot Collar Podcast. Hey man, listen, uh, there's a lot of lot of news out there. And one of these one of these topics um, is catching my attention. So um, yeah, let's talk about it. So one of the things that um, that's happening out there throughout this lockdown that has um, caught my eye and my ear is the subject, and, and there's actually several of them, and I'm, I'm going to touch on just a few of them, but one of them is domestic violence, as you know, um, if you have read my book, uh, The Shock Collar. Um, I talk about that. That's something that um, very, very young in my age, I uh, had to uh, see a lot of, uh, go through that uh, with my mom and my father. And then there's, you know, there's a whole lot of people. It's not just me. It's a whole lot of people that have gone through that or are going through that right now and and then my thing is, how does a kid deal with that in a time like this where it's total lockdown and how does a kid deal with that? Like, who do they cry out to? Who do they talk to? It's a current event. It's something that's going on. Um, there's a spike in domestic violence uh, throughout the United States um, and not, a, not just in the United States, but throughout the world throughout the world and that that's that says a lot and if you look at it it's almost like a double pandemic right we're going through this uh, coronavirus thing and i don't know you know how uh, personally i believe that the numbers are ballooned there but throwing that to the side and not trying to get so political here because my concern more is on these kids and and obviously the the moms, the ladies that are out there, and they're having to endure a whole lot of um, a whole lot of problems inside the ho- inside the home. Um, many of them don't know who to reach out to. Many of them feel stuck. Many of them feel like there's no way out. Many of them don't have a career or a you know, uh, uh, something that they can actually uh, run to and say, well, you know, I, I can sneak out the back door here with my child and I'll be okay because, you know, uh, I have a a field that I work in that's able to sustain me and my, and my kid. So all those elements really matter. And um, the reason why these, these women don't, don't jam on, on their dude and, and um, you know, and find a better way out. It's almost like they feel trapped, and, and that's exactly what they feel. So we're going to talk about this, and I'm also going to bring some professional help. We're going to have some psychologists here and some counselors, some um, family counselors as well that are going to help us um, determine, you know, what's really going on uh, and then how— how can they get the help, the adequate help, to escape um, this 
double pandemic, if you will. I know as a kid, I, I hated coming home. I, I speak on a lot about that. Um, the other thing, there's, and then there's other things, right, like, like the suicide rate right now in America. And I'll just stick with just America for now. But there's, there, there's another, that's another hot topic that a lot of people are not talking about, but it's, but it's actually happening. And, um, you know, uh, some folks just can't deal with uh, loneliness. Uh, some people just are not made to, um, you know, or they, not that they're not made for it. It's just that they just don't know how to cope with this kind of um, lockdown. And so they, 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 you know, and there's a lot of um, reason behind that too. I mean, you know, look at the, the, the factor of not being able to go to, out to work and make a living. Um, the bills are stacking up. Um, sure, there's um, programs here and there to momentarily help us. But then what? what? What happens after that? A lot of them, you know, I, I was watching um, the news uh, last night and uh, that question uh, arose and, the gentleman that was getting interviewed um, said, well, you know, I, I got to pay my bills because if I don't right now, they're going to pile up. And at the end of it, I'm still going to have to pay it. And that's going to be even worse. And so there's that. You know, uh, I got personal friends that are, have um, been laid off. I had a talk with one of them uh, just yesterday where, you know, it, it, this is a real problem uh, in America right now. One of the things that I have uh, been um, really encouraged by is the small business owners that are refusing to close, um, and rightly so. You know, people people need to work. Th- this is what sustains us in 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 life. Period. Whether you're in this country or elsewhere. Work does something inside of our minds, inside of our hearts. It keeps us moving. It's not only good physically, it's good uh, mentally. Um, You know, you feel like you have accomplished something throughout the end of the day uh, as opposed to doing absolutely nothing but watching TV or wasting time. And I know that there's a lot of people that have no problem doing that. and, but that's not normal, um, you know. And, and uh, so we're gonna have some some really cool guests here uh, coming at you pretty soon. Here we're already preparing all the the lineup uh, of um, the interviews that we're gonna be doing with these professionals. But here it is, you know, um, with domestic violence. How do you deal with the stress of that? Because that's that's stressful to to a mom. Uh, to a child, that is stressful. And then we go from stressfulness, right, to depression, because obviously, usually, stress ends up in, de- in depression. It's almost like they, 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 they do a handshake. And, um, you know, uh, again, not everybody is strong mentally to endure um, depression. You know, especially uh, I think in in you know in this generation, you know, in this generation, uh, it, it's very difficult for them to deal with that. And I think it has a lot to do with how one you know grows up, 
the experiences that we get to uh, um, live uh, through. I think some of parents uh, have done a great job in, in um, encouraging a strong attitude in times of uh, displacement, uh, in times of crisis. Um, you know, some of us are, are, are okay and, and we know that we'll make it uh, through through some times, through some hard times. And others, well, not so much. Others uh, are fighting a fight that they feel that they're going to lose. And, you know, um, I remember uh, not too long ago, a couple of years ago, I had a neighbor um, who was a dad. Uh, I remember saying hi to them. They were my neighbors from across the street. Um, We had the same routines. I'd see him in the morning, leave to work or wherever he was going. And uh, saw him coming back home. You know, it was, you know, the traditional high and by kind of thing, uh, you know, just small talk. And I remember coming home one night, and uh, I always had to think of watching my, I record my news, and, you know, when I feel like watching it, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll back it up to the latest episode. And so this, this, this particular night, um, I was going up the hill, going, Going, going home, and uh, I left my shop like around, I don't know, it was like 1040 or something like that, somewhere on there, and um, I wanted to catch the 11 o'clock news. Um, so, you know, there I am. And all of a sudden, I get home. I think I grabbed like a bowl of cereal or something like that, you know, <laughs> And sat down, turned on the news, and as soon as I turned on the news, I want to say about maybe two minutes later, I hear two gunshots. And I know what a gunshot sounds like. It was one after the other. Boom, boom, right? So I get up off the sofa, and because they sounded really loud, it sounded like it was very, very close. And sure enough, I go to the window, and... My neighbor's wife runs out uh, screaming just in, you could could hear the pain in in the yells and the screams. And then moments later, the daughter runs out and she is yelling at the top of her lungs, wake him up, wake him up, wake him up. And I mean, she uh, the the screams of this young girl were um, quite um, you know, you, you kind of don't forget those those things. And I remember the ambulance coming over, fire department, and all that. And uh, he was he was dead. Um, there was nothing that they could do. Um, had to wait for the coroner and, and all that. And. He shot himself. Shot himself. So you might say, well, how was the second shot? Um, most likely the finger was still on the trigger and on the way down, gun probably went off again. Uh, but it was ruled a, a suicide. And I th- I thought for a second, I thought, how does one get to that point where you shoot yourself in front of your family? 
How do you get to that point? I mean, is life that bad that you're going to do that in front of your family? And, and it's, a, it's a whole bunch of emotions, right, that, that, that can play um, in your mind or scenarios. One side says, you know, well, that was pretty cowardly to go out like that. One, because it's a suicide and, you know, one can say, well, it was cowardly even more so because he did it while his wife and children were there. We could say that. You know, why not take your yourself to some cliff somewhere where nobody's there and, and then do that if you're going to do that? Why traumatize your whole entire family? You know, who has the answer to that? I don't know. I don't have it. Um, I, I can't see myself ever doing that. Um, I got too much responsibility on my plate. I have too much, you know, too many people counting on me. I, I just can't. I can't see myself doing that. But it happens. You know, it was a neighbor who was a, lived right across the street. And, and the gentleman did that to himself. And and we're hearing these suicides happening more and more and more. So something's happening in, in the household and during this lockdown. You know, we hear about all this coronavirus, coronavirus. I mean, it's almost like you could just put it on a tape recorder and just keep on playing the same thing over and over and over again. It's the same news. I mean, there's nothing really new on the news Nothing, nothing really worth even spending, you know, five minutes and watching it because it's so repetitive. It's like, I don't know how you are or how you feel about this, but I like, I'll turn it on from time to time. And it's like, they said this three weeks ago. They said this, you know, two months ago. It's the same repetitive and, and it's almost like, Repetitive nonsense that I turn it off. I turn it off because I'm like, I don't want to hear this. For what? It's nonsense. You know, I I, I just, you know, and you might say, well, Casey, uh, you know, that's kind of a little, little harsh. Well, whatever. You know, that that's just how I feel. Um, and I think a lot of, uh, of America feels that way. That, you know, we're just turning off the, the, the TV. And I think that if we were... Personally, if we were to turn off our TVs and our uh, uh, and our um, you know all our social media uh, you know platforms and stuff like that, I think I think personally it would be a probably a healthier um, state of mind for so many people. You know, anger is all over the place now, right? Yes, you know, idiots destroying you know, courthouses and burning stuff and looting stuff. Bunch of knuckleheads. And then they're crying, right? They're crying about getting pepper sprayed and and beanbags being um being shot towards them. Don't cry when 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 you're out there looting and rioting. Be crying like a little punk when you're destroying property. You know, and, and you know, and and showing us your where you got shot with a beanbag. Too bad. 
That's there's that, right? I, f- I don't feel sorry for these people. I, I really don't. But uh, and then my my more I'm more concerned with what's happening for the people that are that feel like there is no exit for them right now. You know, if you have yeah, if you have a big giant house and you're wealthy, you got a pool, you got a jacuzzi, you got some pool tables, you know, some pets, you know, you got friends, uh, you know, you're living it up. You're not feeling the grunt, the the impact that someone in a 700 square foot apartment with a drunk relative, a, a drunk dad uh, beating, you know, a mom. You, you, you can't, you don't know what that is. You don't know what that feels like. So you can't say nothing. So, to, to, you know, to someone like that, to somebody that's living up on a hill in a nice, you know, <laughs> 4,000 square foot home, or you know, even bigger than that. Well, you know, you got you got your toys to play with. You got you know, you could suntan outside. You you got TVs outside and inside. You got toys. You got all kinds of cool stuff. But what about that child or those children? That mom, and and and, and let me let me say this as well because domestic violence doesn't happen with uh, males as the attackers. Some women are some crazy women out there as well that are, they're the ones that are doing the, the abusive, the, the abusive behaviors, you know, where, where they're the ones that are attacking uh, that man. How do you get to that point? I don't know, but it exists. So it's not just a, a man problem. Uh, some women have, you know, they're, they're uh, a, a a now word is uh, toxic, right? Everybody's using toxic, a uh, toxic personality. Well, there's women that that have toxic personalities and and have absolutely no problem with being verbally abusive um, and physically abusive uh, with their husbands and and their children. So it, it's it's a it's a it's a two way problem nowadays. And back when I was growing up, that didn't get that much attention. It really didn't, you know. Um, like I mentioned many times, you know, uh, someone uh, would get arrested for that and um, would um, would get released pretty pretty quickly. There was no, there was really no, you know, con- consequence that was uh, that was felt by the accused by the attacker. You know, uh, so they kept doing it. It, it, it just it, it was almost like uh, America had turned a blind eye on domestic violence. But this is something that's really, really um, a problem. Uh, and I'm glad that now it's not on the back burner. People are paying more attention to it. Um, but how do we deal with that? And how is the pandemic likely to affect long term progress? towards ending domestic violence. How do we deal with that? What's what's the long-term progress? What's the aftermath? Domestic violence is, uh, you know, people are staying home, man. And there's nothing else to do. For some people, 
there's nothing else to do but do to but to do unproductive things such as you know drinking recreational drugs um which are, are let's just call it what it is drugs <laughs> right so i think we're in a in a place where where we we even make that sound acceptable in society right you know recreational drinking uh, it's drinking it, that's you can't make it look nice it's drinking to the point where you're passing out or you're being violent or you're wasting your life away and uh, alcohol has that effect where you know your family your kids are watching you drink your life away i can't see anything good out of drinking i just this is my personal view i stand by it i don't think you need it i don't think uh you know uh it's necessary uh, for the christian I, I i don't see why a christian would would need one beer one you know bottle of wine one one any of that is god not sufficient enough is, is that you have to you you that's like you know and, and we can say, well, you know, we have the right to, uh, the freedom to. Do you really, though? I don't know. I don't know. In my household, I, they, they're just, we don't allow any kind of alcoholic beverages. I, I'm so against it, it's not even funny. I saw what it did to my, uh, to my father. I saw what it did to uh, the damage that came from that. You know, and, and as far as my kids go, they've never seen either my wife or me drink. That's just not, it doesn't exist in my life. I don't want it to exist in my life. Can I? Sure. But I won't. Just don't want it. I know what it does. Nothing attractive about it. It's nothing cool about it. And when your 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 kids are watching you drink... You can't tell me it's not changing, you know, your your mental state. You can't tell me that you're you're clear minded when you're when you're consuming alcohol. It destroys. And then there's people that really, really, really can't handle it and they turn violent. And that's where that's where man. You know, and the next thing you know, they're they're screaming. There's a physical art, uh, altercation. There's verbal abuse with some of the most horrendous language uh, that can be used. There's accusations. I mean, and then there's this kid or this little girl or this little boy who who doesn't know is this ever going to end. I know that's how I felt. Is this ever going to end? I remember f- wanting my father to, you know, get ran over, get shot, and killed. I just didn't want to see him. I didn't want to see him because of what he did to my mother. It wasn't even so much of what he did to to me because he really didn't do all that much as as far as you know um, the physical abuse uh, that. He really didn't do that. It was more of the verbal, you know, towards me. It was more of the, the like, this hatred. 
that he had towards me and I, and I'm you know this is my biological uh, father but that it, it wasn't even about me like as a kid I'm telling you and, and I think that this feeling is is a feeling that is felt by every kid every young boy every young girl that has an abusive father or stepfather in that home I can guarantee you they hate being there, they wish that person could disappear and never return into their house ever again. Uh, I know it. It's exactly how I felt. And during this lockdown, which these, you know, <laughs> these mayors and governors are, you know, bent out of shape on, on making sure that, you know, I, I don't believe that this is a, uh, um, for the sake of safety, I, I, I'm not buying that. I really am not buying that at all. Um, but it's destroying people. It's destroying homes. So what can be done about that? Well, we're going to bring you not only the counselors and the, pe- the a- adequate people, but we're also going to bring some resources and we'll mention some resources that, um, that can help uh, your situation. I hope that you uh, share this podcast and I, I want you to know that, you know, we're, these, it, also for these, for this segment, the, the segment that I'm talking about where I'm going to bring, um, you know, counselors and family counselors and psychologists and, and all of that stuff, we're, we're going to film it. So you'll have it on the YouTube. We have a, a, a YouTube channel now, the Shock Collar Podcast on YouTube, that you can log in. And if you're listening to me, uh, I would really appreciate that you uh, go to YouTube, keyword the Shock Collar Podcast, subscribe to it, because I'm going to film these. I'm going to film these episodes because I think that they're important to keep, to watch, and to share, because these are real, real problems, and um, we can't ignore it. You know, there's, there's, there's young kids that are. They feel trapped. Who's going to help them? Who's going to be there for these kids? You know. I can tell you this much. When I was growing up, I, I was, I would hope. This is when I was a little kid. This is before gangs, before all the nonsense that I put my mom through and, and, and the community, the fear that I caused and all the all my dumb actions, my criminal activity. Before all that, there was innocence to a to a degree, right? Not every kid kids aren't innocent. You know, let's let's <laughs> let's be real about that. We we come out of the womb kicking and screaming. Nobody comes out of the womb, you know, <laughs> with a halo uh, uh, glowing out in the dark. Um, <laughs> nobody does. You know, we're born in sin, uh, regardless. But I, 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 I'll say this: I wish, I, man, I would have wished that someone 
could have thrown a life jacket, if you will. I wish that somebody would have. I wish that somebody would have saw what was going on and it did something about it. But it was different times, different era. You know, it wasn't looked at as a, a big problem. And, um, but these kids, these women, they need help. And so we're going to have some some help here. We're going to have some help here. You know, Dr. Stella Emanuel, I don't know if you're familiar with her, uh, but she's a doctor. She's a believer as well. And um, she just came out and really shocked the world uh, with a video that was uh, posted on Twitter, Facebook, and you name it, it was out there. And it's a video that's been taken down so many times. And she talks about the truth about treating COVID-19. And, um, you know, these are things that we look at and it should alarm you. It should alarm us when these videos are taken down by Twitter, by Facebook, by all these other, uh, you know, uh, mediums. Why are they taking this stuff down? Why are they taking it down? Why are they censoring? That 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 that's gotta that's gotta like make you think. Why is it that they're censoring this lady, this doctor? Why is that? I mean, the only thing that I could the only conclusion that I could draw up is don't they want I mean, don't they want the truth? And Dr. Stella Emanuel has been a uh, a force to reckon with. I mean, that she is a brave soldier that's out there and, and and really speaking her heart out, and not just her heart out, but she's a she's a doctor. She's an actual doctor. You need to listen to this. We need to pay attention because it's not just about you know. Um, a safety issue. I don't, uh, again, I don't, I'm not buying that. It has a lot more to do with, you know, a political side of it. And no one really cares what's happening on the other end. As far as domestic violence, suicide, depression. These are real issues. So uh, I'm I'm really excited to get into uh, the, these episodes. Um, again, I'm already lining them up. We're gonna have them shortly. We're gonna have them uh, videotaped, uh, so um, so you can view them on 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 uh, our YouTube channel, the the Shot Caller Podcast on YouTube. If you are listening to me right now, do me a favor, go to YouTube like right now, do it, and. Subscribe to it so that when we air them, you're already set, you already have reminders on them, and you are sharing them. This is going to be very, very important. I had a friend uh, who's a family counselor uh, over at our house, her and her husband, 
uh, she's the counselor and um and she's and she's gonna be here and you know it was through talking to them that that or her rather that that I really got the idea uh, of um you know this is something important I talk about it in the book a lot um, I talk about it in um, speaking engagements and uh, it, it's something that's that, that we need to to tackle somebody has to make a noise and you know here I am with a platform to do that I'm gonna do that and my whole my whole thing is we need to help these women out there's help out there but a lot of these women they're just in fear man they're just in fear they're they're tormented these kids these uh, young uh, girls, they're tormented. Could you imagine watching your mom getting beat? And if your mom can't, you know, help herself, if her, if your mom can't defend herself uh, as a kid, you're going, uh, how do I make it stop? How do I make a difference? So the, these are the things that we're going to, we're going to talk about some serious issues here with uh, with all that. So, I want you to stay tuned. It's just a short little um, segment here today. Just wanted to give you a heads up about things that are going to come across. And, and then we'll go back to, to you know, to sharing um, some of those great stories that I bring to you guys. Uh, some of them are just uh, just amazing stories that uh, from uh, ex-convicts and as well as law enforcement So we'll do that. But I think that it's so important that we talk about these issues. It's not just a pandemic when it comes to domestic violence. It's it's a double pandemic. And um, there's resources out there, and we need to make these resources known. You know, they just defunded um, Los Angeles Police Department, $150 million dollars. $150 million, and they're saying that they're going to use this money for, you know, community projects. Well, mayor and those that um, got up on a platform yesterday and announced that uh, the defunding of the LAPD, uh, that money would be allocated to, to the betterment of our communities throughout L.A. County. Well, I hope that they put their, you know, <laughs> their big boy pants on and really do that. If, it, 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 you know, I'm not for at all the defunding of any police department. They are needed throughout the United States. They are not the enemy. And we need to, we need to support them. But, here we are, and L.A. decides to defund the Los Angeles Police Department. And so, at the very least, I think that we should make some noise, and some of that money should go to, directly to, helping domestic violence victims. Counseling, support, shelters that are really, really helping. It needs to happen. It needs to happen throughout this time. We can't wait. This has to happen. So 
I, I just want to thank you for for spending some time with me. Um, I'm gonna put this on the air right now, and you know, I'd like I'd love for you to hear to hear from you upon this topic. And the other thing that I need you to do as well is um, uh, on the platforms of the podcast of uh, the Shockaller Podcast uh, on Apple. Uh, just wanted to let you know that I am really, really grateful. Uh, our ranking is way up here. Uh, we are in the top 100 right now. And that is has everything to do with uh, with you supporting this podcast, listening to it, sharing it with friends. And if you could do me a favor and leave a, a, um, a review on Apple, on iTunes, uh, in regards to this podcast that really helps that really helps it gives us more attention it gives us more platform more area um so please do that i know some of you i didn't even know that you could do that but some of you already did that and that's what put us up um up on the map here uh, on uh, on the itunes so uh, i really want to say thank you to those to those of you that already posted reviews on um on apple and uh iheart and and uh, Spotify, and uh, Anchor, and all that. Really, really appreciate that. But please do that. And again, I ask you to um, go to YouTube, press the subscribe button, like it, and share it, the Shot Caller Podcast. And, uh, you know, if you feel like, um, you know, you want to donate to the show, um, that, uh, that always helps. You know, you could do that by going to my website, kcdias.net, and um, press on podcast. And right there, there's a a, um, a button, a support button that you can click on and become a monthly subscriber um, and someone that 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 helps out. Um, you know, keep this show going. I just want to thank you. Um, I don't want to talk any further and, and bore you, but. I really appreciate all the help that you give to this podcast. Go to YouTube. Subscribe. Press like and share the Shot Collar Podcast. Till the next time. Peace.